Hi, welcome back to the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. I'm Rashonda Yates, and this is the place where women who binge and comfort eat come to break free from binge eating so that they can become strong, confident women, release weight, and have more energy and time to do what's important to them. So today we're doing part three of the three-part guilt-free indulgence series. And today is about who we want to be as eaters. So we've already covered in part one, the first mistake, which is making cravings the enemy instead of an ally. And we talked about step one of the cravings compass technique or method, um, which is in pillar three of the embodiment method. And we went through a four-step process called RAIN that allows you to get through any craving without giving into it. In part two, we talked about mistake number two, which is indulging from deprivation or guilt versus our values. And we covered a powerful question that you can ask yourself to step into your own inner guidance and create relationship with food that you love, which came from pillar two, which is aligned eating choices from the embodiment method. Now today, we're coming to the third and final part, part three, and we will discuss this mistake number three, which we've all done, working backwards. So if you've ever felt like you can tell yourself some days you're not hungry, you're not giving in, but other times urges are stronger and you feel like you can't stop them. And once you start, you can't stop. Or like you can do well for two weeks and then crash and it all goes out the window and eat everything in sight. Or that you try to exercise and eat well, but then if you don't see results, you want to binge on granola bars and candy and fruit snacks and anything that's easy to grab and eat. Or that you know what you should be doing, but you find yourself more often than not saying, you know what, screw it. And rather than make the effort each night, you wake, you, you say screw it. And then you wake up in the morning feeling disappointed in yourself with little motivation or faith that the next day will change. And so if any of these, if you can relate to any of these, I've been there and these are the things that I help my clients with as well. So you're definitely not alone. And what you probably are wanting is for food to be pleasurable and enjoyable and to be able to indulge without overindulging. So you want to be able to eat in in moderation. You want to be able to feel proud of yourself at the end of the day or at the end of a meal even. And what we, I think what we all want on a deeper level is to be able to show up in our lives present and confident and to be able to do the things that are important to us or serve our families or, you know, um, show up powerfully in our businesses, knowing that you have your shit together, like feeling like you're okay and you're good and you, you're able to help others and, from a cup that's already overflowing. So the final mistake that I want to talk about in this series is working backwards by trying to do things to change a relationship to food. 
such as eat trying to eat healthier or trying to increase your water intake or work out more or whatever it is, instead of working from who you want to be as an eater and in your relationship with food. And so this is from pillar one of the embodiment method. So we've worked backwards in terms of pillars um, throughout the the series. You know, the first tip came from pillar three, the second pip Uh, tip came from pillar two. And this tip comes from pillar one. And pillar one is called integrated identity. And so if you ever feel like you know exactly what to do, what you should be doing, but you can't get yourself to do it, that's a result of working backwards, which is completely understandable because in our society, we've been taught that the way to change is to start planning and doing things that will get us the results we want right? We tend to start from doing, you see this every single, which is coming up January 1st, you know, where we're like, oh, let let me get in shape. So let me start changing my diet and let me start exercising and let me put together a, a gym plan and let me do this and let me do that. But then within a few weeks, we're right back in the old habits. And why this happens is because we're literally working backwards, Now, that's not to say that we don't need to do those things, but when we do it without first establishing the identity of who we want to be, that's when we just revert. And the reason for this is because it's subconscious. So you can see this um, in, you know, the examples that we have in the world. Think about people like Gandhi, like Martin Luther King, like Mother Teresa, they really embodied ideas. They were the embodiment of ideas, um, especially Gandhi, you know, and Mother Teresa. Like both of those two in, uh, really stand out to me because look how they actually lived. So they didn't just talk about the ideas, but they embodied them. And, you know, the funny thing is that despite the fact that there's more information on what to do out there than ever with the advancement of tech and the internet and information being all over the place, we're still more overweight and confused than ever. So we're really working backwards when we're working from this idea of like, I need more information or I need to figure out what to do, or I just need to be more disciplined and I just need to do it harder or do it with more effort. Um, versus when we embody the version of ourselves we wish to be, we work from the version, not to it. So as long as we're wishing and hoping to be quote unquote there, we're actually going to continue to create exactly what we've been creating in the past, getting the same results that we've gotten. That's where that feeling of doing the same thing over and over and over again and never getting different results comes into play. So I want to share what the steps are that I teach in pillar one inside of the embodiment method. So step one, when it comes to this integrated identity, the first step is to identify the identity you will embody. And this requires that you must know what you want, which is so much 
easier said than done for many of us because many of us can quickly and easily rattle off what we don't want and what's not working. And it's so hard to allow ourselves to identify what we do want. And whenever I have this conversation with first-time clients, excuse me, they really struggle with this and often go back to the things they don't want. So this is so common, but it is vital that you clearly articulate what you want, because unless you do that, then you're going to be miscreating. So you're going to be, you know, getting more of what you don't want if you keep focusing on what you don't want. So when you're identifying what you want, something to be aware of is that you're going to have your past come up and you're going to have these little gremlin voices. I got that from Brene Brown. She calls it the gremlins, but you're going to have these gremlin voices that are coming up and and telling you, no, you can't have that. You know, who are you to think that you can have that? Look what's happened for the last five, 10, 15, 30 years. You know, you can't change. Those are the kinds of things that are going to come up. So I just wanted to flag that for you, that these things are going to come up, but your job is to allow yourself to the possibility. So what if I could have this? This is a really good way to help yourself to um, move through those gremlin voices and still put pen to paper and write down what it is that you want. So what, who would you be if you already had what you wanted? So that's the next part. So after you know what it is that you want, I want you to to, to ask yourself the question, who would I be if this was already in my life? So for example, if you know that you want to be binge free. You know, you want to be able to eat um, and in, even indulge, like have a cookie, have a piece of chocolate from time to time. You want to be able to do that without going overboard. You want to be able to indulge in moderation. You want to be able to eat healthy and you want to be able to do all of this without binging. So you you know that in your life, you want to have a peaceful relationship with food. You want to be eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full automatically. So see how I'm stepping into what what it is that you may or may not want. So I don't want you to necessarily copy what I'm saying, but I want you to feel into what it is that you want. But if you notice, I'm being very careful to move the desired results into positive statements of what I want. So instead of saying, I don't want to binge anymore, I would say, I naturally eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. Or I might say, I enjoy treats in moderation. So these are positive statements about things that I want. And then step two is to ask yourself, who would I be if these things 
were had already happened. Who would I be if these things were already happened? So whatever it is that you write down that you want, who would you be if you already stopped when you're full effortlessly or automatically? If your body naturally told you when to stop eating, you know? So who would you be? Step three, now you start working from that identity now. Now, this is one of the biggest misconceptions in our culture is that we work hard for a period of time so that we can one day have whatever we want so that we can be the person that we want to be. So for example, um, for example, when I release 50 pounds, then I will... For example, when I can finally get myself to the gym consistently, then I will release X amount of pounds and finally be happy. So can you see how the being part is the last step of Did you notice that the being part was the last step? So what we want to do is we want to actually reverse that. And we want to start working from whatever identity that we want to have, but from now. And I used to do this too. All right. So I used to work backwards. I used to think that, you know, when I lost weight, then I would be happy. And it left me feeling hopeless and fearful and frustrated and having very little confidence, having no peace. (laughs) And I've heard the same thing um, from clients who felt like things would never change. But when you embrace the new identity from day one, one of my clients put it this way. She said, it's like I'm bringing the future me to here and now. And I was like, she gets it. Because that's when you create magical change in your life, which she did. So really allow yourself to step into that identity right now, which is the last step. (laughs) So allow yourself to change. And me saying this, this might seem like, duh, like, why would I stop that? But you'd be surprised how many of us simply aren't willing to allow ourselves to change. When we start seeing progress and we start feeling good, it's uncomfortable. It's unfamiliar. Our brain is like, this is not familiar. This is unpredictable. This is new territory. And so our our brain starts trying to get us to self-sabotage. 
And so one of the biggest lessons that my clients learn is how to actually normalize feeling good and successful and proud when they've started being the person they've dreamed of being. Because guess what? For many of us, what we really want is to feel proud of ourselves, feel proud of who we're being in the world and as eaters. So what that means is you're being proud of yourself today. You're giving yourself credit for what you're doing today. You're listening to this podcast episode right now. And if you're at this point in the episode, you've listened farther than some people will listen. You can celebrate what you're doing right now. And be proud of yourself because the truth is that our circumstances don't create our feelings the way that we think is what creates our feelings. And which means that we have complete control over how we feel because we are the ones who determine who can choose our thoughts. So in terms of your action steps for this episode, here's where I want you to start. Take out a journal or a notebook and open to a fresh page. Set an intention that you can have absolutely any relationship with food and your health and your body that you want. And from that place as yourself, ask yourself, how would you be? What would you do? And how would you feel if you already had the relationship with food and your body and your life that you want? Answering this question for yourself without censorship is one of the most important things you can do to change your relationship with food and to change your life. Imagine how much of a greater impact you can have on the people in your life when you know that you fully embody For those people in my audience who are business owners, you know, who are working to help others, to heal, to help people heal, imagine how much of a greater impact you can have on those that you serve when you are willing to fully embody the version of yourself that you want to be, you can give them permission to step into that as well. So give yourself the gift of taking the time to do that journal exercise. And in the, in the first pillar, integrated identity of the embodiment method, what this step allows you to do is to really integrate your identity so that you have full 
buy-in from your subconscious mind so that you're consistently and automatically eating in a way that serves your goals instead of having that feeling of, oh, I can do well for a little while, but then I fall back. Instead, the way that you eat naturally naturally comes forth from who you're being. Just like every day you probably brush your teeth and you don't think about whether or not to brush your teeth, that's how our eating can be. And that's how your eating is, whether you know it or not. It's already coming from your identity. But when we can... Um, create the identity that we want to be and integrate that identity and embody it. That's where true freedom lies because it's automatic. So that wraps up our three part series. It has been so fun bringing you this series. I hope that you gained some insight from it. If you did, Find me on Instagram, send me a DM, let me know how it's going. I can't say it enough how much I enjoy having conversations with you there, hearing about your wins, hearing your insights and ahas and takeaways and how your relationship with food is changing and how you're able to get through cravings without giving in to them and Um, the impact that it's having on your families and on your work. It is just, you know, it's such a highlight of my week when I sit down and I look through DMs. So when you have gotten to this part of the series and have put some of these ideas into action, I want to hear from you and know how it's going. So, and of course, if you have any questions, you can uh, hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook, by the way. Some of you have already found me on Facebook. So, um, same handle, Rashonda Yates. And it has been great. So, um, I trust that you had a wonderful holiday for those of you in the U.S. Um, Of course, I'm I'm recording this several weeks before that. But I know that this will come out... um, the day right after Thanksgiving. So I hope that you had a wonderful time with your family if you were celebrating and I will catch you on another episode of the Ending Your Binge Eating Podcast. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have gained any value from this episode or from the podcast in general, then I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes. It is such a big help. It helps me to reach more people. And if you did gain any insights, I would love to hear your takeaways and how you're implementing these tools Over on Instagram, you can follow me at Rashonda Yates and send me a DM and let me know what you are using, what you're taking away from the episode, what your ahas are, things that you're seeing differently. I love having conversations with you over there. And until next time, I'll catch you on an episode on on another episode. Bye.